it makes me feel like a badass because I'm like, I have the courage now to speak out. I can speak. I have a voice and I have a platform that I can give other people voices. So I can reach out to someone and be like, hey, I want to share your story. That makes me feel like a badass. Like, yeah, I have the ability to lift you up. And here's my hand because so many people have done it for me. Welcome to the Badass Reset Club, a special place where if you've lost your way, girl, we're here to help guide you back. Those club doors are opened up wide so we can discuss all things fitness, nutrition, body composition, hormones, menopause, beauty, headspace, and more. Hey there, my name's Heather. I'm a fitness expert, nutrition coach, autoimmune athlete, mom of three pretty cool kids, and married to one handsome firefighter. I started this club because after years of over-exercising, under-fueling, gaining weight, dealing with Hashimoto's disease, and experiencing hormones gone crazy, I knew there had to be a better way. So come on in, badass. Let's hit that reset together. Welcome back to the Badass Reset Club. Today, you guys, you are in for a treat. This is my new soulmate who's joining us. She is an international fitness educator, chronic disease wellness specialist, recipient of the Idea World 2023 Fitness Professional of the Year. Today, we have Christine Conti, CEO of Conti, a woman-owned enterprise offering keynote speaking, chronic disease wellness, mindset coaching, coaching education for fitness professionals, schools, and private companies. She's the best-selling author of Split Second Courage, the podcast host of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone, co-founder of Reinventing the Woman International, and triathlete guide for special needs athletes, plus a four-time Ironman athlete herself. After receiving a life-changing diagnosis at the age of 30, this former investment banker, English teacher, believes that anything is possible. And after you listen to today's episode, you too will believe that anything is possible. All right. I am just so excited and pumped today to have Christine Conti join us. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, even more fun because she's sparkly in person. <laughs> you just have to check it out. But if you're listening to us, I'm glad you're here. Welcome, Christine. I can't believe that I have just found you in my life. And I'm so happy to bring you on the Badass Reset Club. Welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Heather. Anything with the word badass in it. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm going to try and hold this together and see if it works. Here you're in. You're in. I love it. <laughs> it takes it takes one badass person to recognize that another. Yeah. So I want to tell you, I found you listening to TD, listening to Todd Durkin, who I have Mm -hmm. followed for more than a decade. I've seen him present numerous times. I've been pumped by his hoodie. You know, like I, anyone that TD brings on, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to learn about this person. So that's how I found you. And when he came onto your podcast, which was super cool, right? Or in your podcast station, I should say. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So I reached out. I did a little deep dive on Christine. And as you heard from her bio, she's incredibly talented, gifted, and 
a blessing to many. And so like, I just had to find her and bring her in. And she is, um, I secretly asked her off recording if she's recovered, but we're going to talk today first about what she has just done. Because like, as we've heard, she's a super epic badass, but she just did the Ironman World Championships as a coach with some very special athletes. So number one, how are you feeling? I already got the answer to this, but people want to know, how do you feel? So, um, I'm going to, I'm just going to correct one thing. Yeah, actually, actually, um, five days after Kona, I ran the Suffolk County, um, marathon. So that was actually the the last. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Um, Hold up. You know, you just did 140 miles. Right. Right. And then you went five days later and ran a marathon. Yeah. I mean, there was no, there was no swim or bike ahead of it. There's no like outfit changes. Like it was just the run part, you know? So there's that. Um, I'm going to bow down over here. Yeah. Oh, mama. It's like, we talked about, you said about like TD, right? It's, it's about your mindset. Like yep. you get your mind right and you can do anything, like anything. And my superpower is crazy. Like people say like, you know, <laughs> what is it? And it was like, well, I get to a point of, I'm so comfortable with my body. I know what it can do. I know what it can't do. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to talk about kind of what that, mm-hmm. what's going on there, but mm-hmm. um, it's, you get to a point of, I, things are not that scary anymore. Things are not that like, oh my gosh, once you start to live in a life where you embrace fear and you kind of take in that, you know, people say it all the time. It's cliche, like, oh, be uncomfortable, be, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. No, no, no. You can say it, but what does that really mean to Mm -hmm. live it? Mm -hmm. And those are the things that you can either go out and be like, oh my God, how can you, or you just do it. Like that's the difference. You could sit there and be scared or you can act and do. And that's kind of, that's me. And yeah, I did. um, I was out in Kona um, and there's, I don't even know. There's absolutely, um, when you look at the, like the, that, I don't know, I guess you look in and it's like, oh my gosh, you were out in Kona and you did the Ironman World Championships. We're working with this. And like, there's a lot of like levels that, um, you know, we can peel off today to talk about what really was going on this entire time that I was out there. But I think that life is, um, like I said, about mindset and about how you see things, about how you react to things um, and about raising your hand and saying like, how can I help? Or what? Yeah, can I do? yeah, yeah. Love that. That's a really unique perspective twist at the end there. Because yes, yes, we can look at things differently and we can fix that mindset. But you just asking that question, like, what else can we do? How can we be there for other people? That's huge. Mm -hmm. I think that's some special sauce right there. Can I just ask though, was that marathon planned? Well, um, it was not. Okay. Um, So if you want to like take a little, uh, we can go backwards and then forwards. Let's do it. Into that. Let's because there's there's a whole there's a whole story behind that as well and and I do run for recovery which is interesting but I also run for therapy uh-huh yeah. running is like my 
is like my church. It's like my board meeting in my head. It is like, it is my peace. Um, so there are reasons why I do run last minute sometimes, but, okay. um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. 2023 has been a freaking wild roller coaster over here. So, um, I'm just so happy to, to connect and, and be able to, you know, share some of this chaos because, you know, it's, life is up and down and it sure doesn't is. always just like present itself. Like we're climbing up mountains for like decades to get to, you know, to get to be able to do some of the things that we do. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know what I call it? Peaks what? and valleys, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't like appreciate the peak unless you are living in the valley for a while. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta be working to get up there. For sure. For yeah. sure. Okay. Oh my. So <laughs> wasn't planned. You did it um, kind of therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kona. Can you share, cause I already know the answer to this, but can you share what it is that brought you to Kona with the athletes that you were with? Yeah. Um, I will do this very quickly because what really brought me to Kona was when I was 30 and I got diagnosed with a life-changing disease. Mm-hmm. I never swam. I never biked. I mean, I never even ran. I was a college athlete. I played volleyball in college. That was my meal ticket. And it wasn't until I got sick and had to experience what it was like to reimagine what fitness and the world was to me and yeah. realize that you know, exercise was not something where you just jump and your eyeballs are bleeding and you're crawling off the floor. And that is actually something that keeps you alive and feeling good and keeps your body healthy. Mm-hmm. So um, when I got sick, I realized like I have to keep moving. And if I don't, it's all over. Um, so I had no idea whether, what do I have, five years, 10 years, whatever, how many years to so my body is not going to work anymore. And that's when I had a bucket list of things that I never thought that I could do because I was too afraid. Okay. And one of them was Ironman. I'm like, I could never do a triathlon. Like I could never do that. I don't really swim. I grew up on the water, but like I'm not swimming in the ocean, like riding waves is totally different than 2.4 miles in the ocean. Yes, it is. Sure. Um, So I wound up like Ironman. It was like one of those like pipe dreams that you could never do or run marathons. And I started running little races. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not, this is kind of nice. Like I'm not that bad at this. And it makes me feel good. And and it and I wound up throwing like, like the Ironman Foundation got a hold of like my story of what I was trying to do to inspire other people with diseases to keep moving. And, uh-huh. and I got accepted as an athlete to do Ironman Lake Placid. This was like November. The race is July. I don't have a bike. I don't have 10 grand for a coach. I don't have like, I don't really know how to swim, like all the things. And meanwhile, I just quit my career actually to go and do whatever I do now. Do tell, do tell. What were you doing? I was a, I mean, I started out as an investment banker in New York city. And then I taught English for 15 years and was in fitness and and yeah. coached and so like so to put the brakes on that that was a big deal <laughs> right that was yeah that was yeah that was kind of a you know life-changing like if I don't go for my dreams 
sure. I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. So this was all part of this whole year. I took a sabbatical to like figure out, I knew I had some like greater calling. I didn't know what it was. I was like, I'm not like singing Kumbaya in a forest over here, like channeling whatever, but I'm like, something's just missing. Like I know that I'm supposed to be doing something else and I don't know why I feel this way. And uh-huh. um, so this was in the, in that year, like, so now I'm like, all these people came to me, I call them angels. And they were like, Oh, I'll help you swim. And I'll help you with the bike and I'll help you with this. And um, so I wound up doing Ironman Lake Placid. What a traumatic experience that was, but I finished. Right. Amazing. Like, like, didn't die. That was my because I didn't know like, these these people are psychotic. Like they're like I'm like uh-huh. um, so finished that race and and then decided you know what that was I raised money and raised awareness and I did I like I actually did like every day I posted something like I did my journey to Ironman and then I wound up having to do like some chemo again. So it was like a journey to train for Ironman. Like while you're on chemo, like how does this work? And so did it. And then, um, about a year later, I'm like, you know what? I think I want to do one of these, like for me, not for Mm -hmm. not pomp and circumstance, just like, can I do this? You know, now that I kind of know what I'm doing, um, you know, so I, I did another one and then it like the pandemic hit and, um, I'd always run the Boston marathon now since I got, since I got sick, I said, I qualified for Boston and said every year that I'm healthy enough to do this, I'm going to do it and raise money for different charities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I qualify, but I, I run actually to raise money for the Alzheimer's Association. This is how now I started, you know, after running for a while, so many people helped me that I'm like, I, I don't have anything to prove anymore. I don't need any, you know, whatever. I said, how can I give back? So that's when I started pacing races and marathons and, and raising money for charities. And, um, that's when I started seeing all of these beautiful, amazing humans guiding athletes like Rick and Dick Hoyt, who, mm-hmm. you know, yep. oh my gosh, um, Dick was the father of the son of ALS and he pushed him on all these races and raised awareness. It was just so inspiring. Yes. And then I would see these people like who's blind and this person's deaf and this person has no leg and this, like it was, and now um, fast forward. It is two years ago and I saw this, you know, this man pop up on social media and he was the first, you know, man who had done an Ironman with Down syndrome. And the father, you know, said that if, you know, if, if he can, if my son has the ability to train for an Ironman, what makes him not able to live independently or be able to work? Or do some of the things that these kids have been told they shouldn't exist. They should have been aborted. They're worthless. They're, and he just refused. The dad, Nick, refused to believe anything different. So I read about the story. I saw it. And when I was running Boston two years ago, who do I see on the course? I see Chris. Oh, I think I'm going to cry. <laughs> so I see Chris and he's got his, and I knew it was him because he's got his 1% better bright orange t-shirt. Yeah. And he's with a guide, you know, and I come up crazy Christine over here. Cause that's just me. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I always yell. I'm like, this? and he's like, oh, you know, like had no idea who this maniac was, but I was like, cool. So, um, 
you know, maybe a couple months later, I just reach out on social media and I'm like, Hey, I'm Christine. Saw you at the race. If you ever need a guide, uh, like I'm here, my hand is up, you know, let it go. Didn't, you know, didn't hear back, whatever. And then the next year is come. So this is now, um, I don't know, maybe four months before the next Boston last mm-hmm. year. And I, you know, I, and I always, you know, again, I always run and I've done it like 10, 11 times now. So, you know, I sent a message because I always followed them. I said, Hey, listen, if you ever in need of a guide, I'm here. So, um, Chris didn't run it, but the first woman did. Her name is Marlon, who's autistic. I see Marlon on the course this year running. Yeah. And I'm like, and I didn't know her at the time, but I was like, yeah, you know, you got, um, so a couple of weeks later, I got a, a text, not a, got a text from Nick, the dad. Whoa. And he was like, what are you doing on June 1st? And I'm like, you know, or, and I was like, I, you know, I'm, I don't know why he's like, are you available to guide? And I was like, yes. I didn't know what race it was. I didn't know where it was. I just was like, yes. Mm-hmm. And it wound up, um, he asked me to guide Chris for the Ironman half in Maryland. So I went down to Maryland with, and I was Chris's guide. We had a blast, by the way. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite humans in the world. I, I talk to him almost every day. Um, oh, I love it. He's like a ball of love. And so I guided him, but it was the first time. It wasn't just Chris running. It was the first girl doing an Ironman half, the girl Marlin, and two other men. So there were four of us, four guides, four athletes. We stayed in a big house. We, it was and their parents, they each had a parent with them. It was one of the best, I have to say, it was one of the top 10 days of my life. Because it's one thing to do a race. Mm-hmm. It is a whole nother world to not only be able to do the race, because you have to be like in shape and be able to do yourself, but yep. you're not worried about you. You're worried about somebody else. And that somebody else may need you because they can't make the right decisions or, um, you know, so I said, I said, I am honored and I am grateful to, you know, to Nick, your dad for allowing me and, and the opportunity and the trust to guide your son, because for, we were out there for eight hours a day, um, for the half, but for those eight hours, like I'm mama bear, like I am. And to have that, I mean, it's definitely like a little you're like, oh my God, I really hope nothing goes wrong. Like I got to get you to the finish line. Like this, um, but it was so interesting to see what it was like. Cause you can coach people, right? Like I've been a teacher, I've been a coach I've been forever, mm-hmm. but it's one thing to coach someone that does not have any neurodivergent issues or down syndrome or totally different to have a different mindset, a different way of seeing things. If I said, Chris, you, we need to start running. It would be how long, where I've got to oh. repeat it. We're going here to here to here to here. Okay. Let's do So it's and every single athlete that you work with thinks differently. Mm-hmm. And the way that we think is not how they think. And what's fascinating is like, as a, as a teacher for so long, I mean, even all of us teach people different things in different ways. Sometimes the way that we think other people should think is not the way at all. And they're actually the ones that are teaching us that maybe our minds and maybe we've been conditioned in a way that 
is not the only way. And that I think was just fascinating. So going forward, that is how I got involved with 1% Better. And I was then asked to come out and help in Kona. Um, so I had, I had actually qualified for Kona because I did an Ironman in Chattanooga. Of um, course you did. <laughs> didn't, didn't know. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really like put that out there because I really didn't know if I was going to go where it, it wasn't, that's just not me. Like I'm, you know, Ironmen hate me because they're like, what? you don't do all this exact training. And I'm like, no, nah, I do my own <laughs> thing. Like I know my body. Um, but I was great. I was given the opportunity to go out with 1% better and help. Um, at first it was to guide Marlon, the girl that I'd seen in, in Boston. And then it was to help a girl named Ashley who has MS uh-huh. and has had six heart surgeries and has a pacemaker. So <laughs> um, you know, no pressure, no pressure. Um, but it's, it was something like, I, I see it as something bigger than yourself is what is how I think of it. Yeah. And, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, how was your experience? And I'm like, it's almost like, I'm not going, you know, people would say you qualified. Why would you give up your race and go race with someone else? And my answer is, well, why, why not? Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, who cares? You came in 10 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, you finished, right? And did you it. helped somebody. You did it. Yeah. I don't think people would understand until they've had experience, you know, in that situation. I don't think they understand what, what it feels like, what you get from that. It's, I, I always say it's selfish. Like, I think it's very, I, I can't, you know, I'm not trying to be like me, 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 but selfishly, it feels so good to be yeah. able to experience like a human experience with somebody else. Like I, I can I only imagine. Yeah. yeah. Like you could run on your own all you want, but yep. you do it with someone else. And all the people that helped me through all those years, I'm like, well, this is like a no brainer. Like, right. it, but it was, it was powerful. It's a, it's a powerful experience, life-changing for sure. I, w- I would imagine. I mentioned to you watching Kona last year and seeing Chris come through mm-hmm. on his birthday, jump into his guy's arms. Uh-huh. At the finish line, there wasn't a dry eye in the place because everybody was so full of joy for what he just accomplished. Yeah. And and how it's opening doors for other people. So this year, when I came through, Chris and his dad were at the finish line. I so like it. it was, you know, it, and, you know, I had my, I, I had my 1% better shirt on or whatever, but it's, you know, you come through and it's like you you see that what they're doing for other people. And there were two women with um, autism, the first ever in the world that finished that race. And it's like, look at what's happening now. And that's what's so cool. Like even I have my shirt on, they're like, Oh, Christine, you're an Ironman. I'm like, that's great. And then they're like inspired by, you know, Chris Nickich and the 1% better. And the there's, there's something to this. And I think that, whether it's racing or whatever it is that you're doing in life, look for that bigger picture mm-hmm. because that's what I think we're missing sometimes is, yeah, that's great. You, you did that. No one's asking me anymore, like where I went to college, like, oh, how, 
oh, what was your volleyball career like? They're like, wait, you did what? Who? But (laughs) once, you know, it's like about connecting and like, Mm -hmm. you know, even coming across people, you know, having a podcast. I mean, it changed my life. I mean, it gives, it gives you so much like joy and the ability to connect with people like the two of us that we may not have connected. Right. I, um, I have a couple questions for you, but I just, I kind of want to just keep writing this feeling. I am, (laughs) I'm the auntie to an autistic nephew. Um, he is 26 and, um, I would love more than anything for him to get to experience some of these cool things. I know he does special Olympics and he's involved, you know, in basketball that way, but like, it's, it's also so good for these young people to move their bodies like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just like, it's always been in the back of my mind of like, how can I don't live near him? Um, we're, you know, multiple States away, but like, how can I facilitate that? So you and I will have to talk a little bit more about how that comes to, but speaking of facilitating, like, how does it work with your two athletes? Did you guys train together? So Ashley lives in Oregon. Okay. I live at the Jersey shore. Nick and his dad, so Chris and Nick, who started 1% Better, Mm -hmm. um, they live in Florida, right outside of Orlando. And they started, you know, kind of doing things with the the Florida Special Olympics. So one of the, like, one of the best ways, you know, for anyone that's interested in in this or who's listening Mm -hmm. and is like, oh, I know someone or I, um, you know, have a son or a daughter or a Mm -hmm. niece or a nephew, um, is to first get in touch with, get in touch with the Special Olympics in your state. Like that is the number one, um, because honestly, they have so many amazing programs and a lot of great volunteers. But, you know, the other thing is, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, listen, if you, you know, are thinking like, hey, I would love to find out how do I maybe get a guide or or whatever it is that I do with 1% better, reach out to me, like reach out to me. Let me maybe put you in touch with the right people. and. Like I said, my hand is, my hand is always up. Like I love guiding. Like I love it. There's no way that I would have had the experience in Kona that I would if, you know, yeah, I swam and and what's it like to be on a bike for eight and a half hours? Like, all right, like (laughs) not really my, you know, number one thing, but to be there to be able to help Ashley was freaking, was awesome. Like we had a great time. Maybe she wasn't, maybe she didn't have as great of a time as I did. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, get up this mountain, you know, but, um, <laughs> but you have that, you know, you have this like forever bond now. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And that in and of itself, you can't take that away that the amount of hours, think about it that right now, there's no chance you spend uninterrupted time with people and like you said, the like the physiological responses of your body with all the chemicals and the dopamine and the adrenaline that's going through you, you you don't forget that. Your body remembers that feeling. For sure. It's why we sign up for more and more. Um, <laughs> you're like my total yes girl. I always say yes. And then I figure out how it's going to happen. Like maybe right. to a fault, yep. maybe. Figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There there's there's maybe some work I need to do in saying no to some stuff, but I I'm right. I'm a yes girl. Okay, my second part of that question. So you're not training together, but then on race day, what does it look like in the water? 
are you side by side the whole time? I actually had gone down to Orlando and trained um, okay. with, you know, I'd, I'd known Marlon and I was actually supposed to, her, her coach who lives in the area originally couldn't go. So I was going to be her main guy. Okay. Um, and thank goodness, which is great that her coach was able to go. Cause honestly, that would be the best scenario if you are training with an athlete to, to then go, but otherwise it's good to know them. So I had gone down to Orlando and did a whole slew of training, um, you know, in the hundred degree Florida heat where I was like, Oh my God, but <laughs> Marlon is amazing. Like she is amazing. Like she came in at like 12 hours or so. Like, so honestly, it's your superpower sometimes. Um, being that she is autistic, her focus is amazing. Okay. So that almost gives her, it gives her like an edge in Ironman or triathlon mm. because you are able to stay so focused. Um, I mean, it could be focused to a fault if you're not backing off, but she was, she was amazing. So I'd gone down and spent some time with her. I'd already spent time with her in Maryland. So I really, and I was talking to her all the time. We were zooming. So knowing training schedules, um, as for when you get to a race, if it is someone that you haven't trained with, you actually have to do practice. Like you would go early and do practice swims and practice jogs and practice bike rides with them just so that you, you know, it comes down to what side do you breathe on? Because then uh, I'm going to need to be on a certain side. So I'm spotting. You're going to look at me when you breathe. I'm going to be spotting for you. You look at me. Okay. Um, so you do swim side by side when you bike. They bike right in front of you. You right. You bike right behind them. Um, when it's you know with running, it doesn't matter. You can be right right yeah. next to them. Yeah. But um, but yeah, there are you know there are little like little nuances that you wouldn't think of All that right. you do need to kind of practice, even if it's just a few times, um, mm-hmm. to to kind of make sure that you're on the same page. And yeah, you need to know is your athlete like Marlon is someone who she doesn't speak. We went on a 90, I think it was a 90 mile bike ride on our training ride in Florida. She did not speak to me once. I'm like, Marlon, good job, girl. Like, that's just who she is. Chris, when I was out with him, I'm like, Chris, let's talk more, more paddling, sweetheart. Let's, you know, every athlete is totally different. For sure. Um, you know, it's like one of them is like, don't touch me. Chris is like, I need a hug, like yeah. as we're running. And I'm like, Chris, you know, like by the third hug, I was like, Chris, I love you. But like, if you're thinking I'm going to keep hugging you and this is like a distraction to rest, I'm like, it's not happening. You know, like, but you know, there's, everybody is so different and you don't get that from a, like I said, from a regular athlete or non neurodivergent or down syndrome or whatnot, you're not going to get that. And you need to be prepared for it in order to, you know, best support them and, and work with them. So Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's, it's such an, so interesting, all of it. It really is. Yeah. I I love the excitement about that. Mm-hmm. I have very little experience just in, and a few little things that I've done and it, it, it makes my heart grow for humanity when sometimes you think that humanity's, you right. know, taking a swim in the toilet. So yeah. <laughs> I think that we need to spread a little more of this. What is, what's like on tap? Like, what do you see coming in the future? More of the same? Are you, are you going to shift directions? So, I mean, when people ask me, you know, they're like, Christine, what do you do? Or what's going on? I'm like, all right, well, how much time do you have? You know, it's, right. um, so one of the 
I mean, one of the main things that I do is like, I'm an advocate for chronic diseases. And, you know, I really like to educate people, whether they're fitness professionals or, you know, doctors or, you know, it could be corporate, mm-hmm. um, where I go and speak to people mm-hmm. about chronic diseases and chronic pain and what we should be doing with exercise. So what I always am doing is working with different companies. Um, you know, I teach, you know, whether I do speaking events, um, yeah. with motivation or like, you know, I do a lot of talks with my book and like, it's called split second courage. And I yes. talk about what that is, you know, and about how understanding you can grow courage and what that means and how it could change your life. So, you know, that's kind of the speaking element for me. And then, you know, I do hope to continue guiding athletes. I mean, whether it's going to be a million okay. Ironman, I don't know, but, um, you know, I love pacing race marathons and halves and I love working with athletes. I feel like I I'm done with, I don't need to race by myself. It, I I just don't feel like I need to. It's well, you've done you know, it too, right? Like you've, you've done place. it enough. Right. I, I'm not going to put my body through that when I'm not going pro. I mean, I'm a middle-aged woman <laughs> with two kids. Like, let's be honest here, you know, and uh, it's, it's really that I love to work with people. I love to advocate and I do a lot of online, you know, coaching or working with mm-hmm. people, like I said, with, um, you know, ALS and Parkinson's and MS and um, various forms of arthritis. And that's where I, you know, write courses and, you know, provide continuing education for companies. Um, I, I just, I love it. It's every, like lots of different things, um, always writing and always meeting new people. It's just like, I get to, I get to travel and I get to help people and inspire them to live better lives, whether it's physically or mentally or, or mm-hmm. both, you know, and using, you know, I think using some of the experience of the, you know, thousands of people that I've had to got to meet and interview through podcasts and all the things. Um, I just don't see, I don't see slowing down too much. No, you got the energy for it, girl. I'm hoping. Um, yeah. This is why, this is why you are the uh, idea fitness expert of 2023. I mean, like you, you, you wear all those hats and you do it with pure passion. It's obvious. Yeah. Super, uh... super cool. The things that you're putting out there in the world. I mean, like, I know that TD uses it all the time, but I, I don't think that you can just coin impact. Like, I think we should all be making impact every single day, however we can. So, um, I will tell you full disclosure, right? So I was, um, so I, I backed up, right. I said like, let's, let's go back to the marathon. Let's go back to this because I think one of the most important things that, that we all need to do. And when you find, when you find a business coach or a speaker or like TD, like I said to him, I said, one of the reasons I appreciate you is because you walk the walk. There's a lot of people out there right now that are, they're telling you what to do. Follow my plan, do this thing. You're going to get all this money. You're going to get these followers. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Well, or a speaker that gives you a, you know, you go and watch them speak. And then five years later, they're telling you the same story. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, that's not really, that's not really living. That's you're just rehashing what happened. What What did you do from that point? And that's where I like to say that I like to put myself out there. And that's what I tell people because 
What I do want to tell you is that 2023 for me has been an absolute roller coaster. I said this to someone the other day and they're like, I hope it ended up good. And I was like, listen, you get a hat and you hold on to it. And it's Mm -hmm. the way you react to certain situations that make you who you are and your character. Yeah. And one of the things that some people know, some people don't know is that when I went to Kona, um, my mother has been very sick. So the backstory behind this was that, you know, I'm going to Kona, I'm guiding, you know, I'm going to help guide athletes and help out. Um, And before I left, you know, she was in the hospital and she seemed like she was, you know, going to be okay or whatnot. And the night before she wound up taking this. So this is Friday night, Kona is Saturday morning. I'm in Kona. My mother's in New York. Um, She wound up taking like a, you know, kind of a bad turn. And the... So it was, you know, I entered the water for the swim and she kind of really took a a turn for the worse. So I wound up coming through the finish line at the world championship. So this, so this, so this year, yes, as a winner of the idea world, you know, whatever in LA and then coming through the world championship, you know, at Kona, a couple hours later, my mother passed away. So I always say there's things in life, right? That you, you kind of like put things in perspective, right? So I'm out there kind of like, yes, we're doing something great. The high of highs. And then you get kind of like life. I call it life, right? Wow. Like these things that are just like, and, you know, of course, like I was flying back anyway, you know, so maybe six hours later was my flight. So I flew right from Kona, right to New York. And, um, you know, I was out there for the, for like a week, you know, obviously I was kind of went rogue. I was in Kona for a week. I was in New York for a week and like the world just kind of, you know, you're you're kind of like having to do all the things right with the estates and the, this and the, I have sisters. So like, I tell people that was it sad? Yes. Am I, do I think my mother's in a better place? Absolutely. However, one of the ways that I've always dealt with, whether it's pain or disease or anything, is through exercise. Mm-hmm. And when you say, oh my gosh, like, you know, running that, that marathon five days later, I get that it. was my, that I was it. what I, that's what I needed. Yeah. And people were like, how do you do it? And I said, I, I didn't go out there to run fast. I didn't go out there to prove anything. I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be outside to, to breathe, to breathe in the air, to process you just shared your heart and soul. And I really didn't see that coming. And I appreciate you for that. What's what's so crazy is, you know, I get these questions of like, oh my God, how was Kona? Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, it was, it was right. <laughs> I get it. it. Um, I get it. I get it. Like it was, it was great, but it puts things into perspective. Sure. It really does. Um, of, of what is really most important in life. And that's kind of, you know, and that's the reason why I share that because there are, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, and I've got to do this and I've got to get this time. And I've, we're so worried about these things that mm-hmm. it's life is so short, you know, to, to do things that are important to do things that are, you know, like you said, you, people question humanity sometimes is, mm-hmm. Do yeah. what is is right in your heart, and and that is uh, that I think is important for us to just share the 
who, you know, when it's, who are you, what's going on? Well, this is life. Like, this is what it's like to be human. And I went through some human stuff. <laughs> you and, did. <laughs> and, and we all do and yeah. we all get it. And that's what I think is so powerful that we all need to remember to keep sharing some of this stuff because it helps everybody. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And don't you find too, that the world is much smaller once you do open up and share, like we're all connected either, either by something that we're going through or, you know, in my case, it seems to be like, there's these connections of people who know people who you've been involved with and and you just have conversations and all of a sudden you're like, wow, we really are. We really are together in this. And I think that especially through the painful stuff, physical pain, emotional pain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really important to share. Yeah. (sighs) Yes. And I, and I also get when people are like, because like, it's such a, you know, wild, amazing thing that we put our bodies through. And, Mm -hmm. and so like, we get excited about that, but you're right. There's much more to it. When, when I ever get the courage to get a tattoo, it will say, (laughs) it will say life is a gift because I truly believe that it is. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, or you could, or you could do like mine and get the Wonder Woman symbol on the back of your neck. Oh yeah. You ready? I'm ready. One of my favorites. This is why you have to watch on YouTube. Oh, get out. It's really cool. (laughs) So, so I, I'm not going to say that, that no one's ever seen Wonder Woman and myself in the same place at the same time before just saying, but that's, (laughs) so when I started running, um, you know, it was always like a, yes, you can, or, you know, you know, be, be the wonder woman that you, that you have inside of you. So my thing was I put the tech, I put the symbol on the back of my neck. So if you're running behind me, yeah, you're going to see the symbol and go be that wonder woman that you know, you are. That That's was my so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. Okay. I just wanted to ask you too, since you have come from like hardship, right? Like you, you've been through rough times and you continue to be an athlete, whether it's doing it for yourself or doing it for someone else, you're still an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. What are a couple of the things that you do to feel better, to, you know, downregulate, to do the self-care, like share, you know, as someone with an autoimmune, I struggle with recovery. And I always love to hear what other badasses are doing. So the number one is that when you, when you think of recovery, some people are like, oh, I'm going to recover. I'm not going to do anything. The the biggest mistake that you could make, whether you are a pro athlete or you have a chronic condition is nothing. Like Mm -hmm. people talk about like, oh, I'm going to take days off or rest days. Your rest days should be going for long walks. Getting in the pool and getting all of that weight off of your joints and just reaching and extending. Um, Your rest days should be, you know, a yoga class. Um, There is no such thing as quote unquote rest. Every day should involve movement. I mean, joint mobility, you're going to get stiff. You need the circulation. I don't care what it is that you're doing. Walking is the number one thing that I think that we, we don't put a lot of stock in and that's really something that we need to be doing to recover period the end like we you got to walk you got to move you got to get the juices flowing um and then the other thing you know aside from that are you 
are you hydrating? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, wine, putting ice cubes in your wine glass does not count as hydration is what I always say to everybody. Crap. Since when? <laughs> right. Like the ice in your margarita, like that's not really like. But that um, salt is helpful. Right. It is. That's sodium. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and the sleep and yeah. what's, you know, people are like, oh, well, how do I sleep? Listen, that maybe you need to figure out, maybe you need to like reorganize your schedule. And I know people are parents and they've got a lot of things going on. And if, if you're not taking care of yourself, that's the most selfish thing you could possibly be doing. Because mm-hmm. if you can't take care of yourself, there's sure as heck you can't take care of anybody else or your job and your finances and everything suffers. Right. Um, and, you know, whether it's recovering just from a long run or you're recovering from a big race, it's movement, but it's, it's looking at that, you know, real, I call it, it's one of my good friends was like, it's an umbrella. That's your health. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, the umbrella has panels. And every panel is a different part of your life, your relationships, your, you know, your sleep, your hydration, your nutrition, your exercise. One of those panels is gone or it's not working. You're going to get wet and your whole health is going to suffer. I think the same goes for your recovery. If you decided, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to really drink a lot of water. Yeah, I'm I'm five hours of sleep. That's cool. No, it's not. (laughs) Like that's when you recover. Like when you're sleeping, when you're up, you should be walking. When you're sleeping you should be not moving um that's the that's the biggest thing there's no secret there's no pills or potions or whatever the heck they show you on television it's all garbage it's all you i love that okay so you've got to walk you got to sleep and you got to drink water there you go yeah there you go i love it i so appreciate you sharing with us today it's really been a, a special gift there's that tattoo again um I do have my last question and that, that goes for everybody. Like what makes you feel like a badass? Oh my gosh. Um, I love it. I think one of the things that, and I know this is like, not even like right now, not even like exercise, like all of the things with physical and, and whatnot. I think that when I sit back and I like nail a presentation or I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, came hard on those facts or I wrote that article or, you know, or someone reaches out and is like, you know, we want to feed like, seriously, like we want to feature you or we want you to tell your story or that makes me feel like, you know what? Me being scared and putting myself out there and and all of the i say blood sweat and tears a lot of you know a lot of tears happen over the years uh-huh. that all of that it makes me feel like a badass because i'm like i have the courage now to speak out i can speak i have a voice and i have a platform that i can give other people voices so again i can allow, i can reach out to someone and be like hey i want to share your story that makes me feel like a badass like yeah i have the ability to lift you up and here's my hand because so many people have done it for me. Um, and there is no like, oh, I'm better than you or I'm this or there is zero of that. Like, go out, be crazy. That's my superpower. Crazy. Don't care what what other people think. That's I mean, that's a badass right there. You follow your heart. You, you make sure you think you're doing the right thing. Can't please everybody, but 
if you can go to bed at night and say, you know what? I did, I gave it my best college try today. And you know what? There's things I didn't do, but tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to, I'm going to try and grind again. And I'm going to do the best that I possibly can and know that that's all. That's all there is in life. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to have some fun because it's not that serious. You might as well. <laughs> if you're doing it, you might as well have some fun. Right. You might as well have some fun. <laughs> oh, good, juicy stuff. That's super badass. And I really love that. I'll make sure to put in the show notes links for your book, where to find you, all of the places that you are, because you're all over the map. And I'm easy to find, Heather. Easy you, to find. You are easy to find. I found you. And um, please go check out Christine. Look at look at her work and consider if you're interested in also working with some amazing humans jumping into that reach out to christine she'll help get you set up um it's been a pleasure talking with you i so appreciate your time and till next time everybody stay badass and we'll see you on the next show Well, there you have it. One step closer to feeling strong, confident, and inspired to take care of you again. And you know what's even more badass? Sharing this with a gal pal that might need a little fist pump in her life. If you got some inspo from this episode, I'd be honored if you took a screenshot for your social and tagged me at Coach Heather Yancey so I can send you a personal thank you. And please know that if you could take a minute to rate and review the show, it helps get this podcast to more people. And that's super badass. And finally, if you haven't joined the Badass Reset Club on Facebook, what are you waiting for? I'll see you over there and go get them.